Inside Track, a conversation with New York's leading property management executives. I'm Paula Chin with Habitat Magazine, and my guest today is Peter Von Simpson, Chief Executive Officer at New Bedford Management. At some point, it's something every board has to do and something it dreads, delivering bad news to shareholders that their costs are going up in the form of maintenance hikes or assessments. But there is a right way and a wrong way to do it, and Peter is here to explain. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Paula. It takes a lot of conversation, and I think it shows the importance more now than ever of having a transparent bidding process on capital projects to really make sure that you have gone through a very deep dive and have a bid balance report comparing apples to apples. So if it gets to a point where shareholders are really pushing hard, and maybe not even that point, maybe leading out with it to show, here's the bid balance report. This was the scope of work that was created by our engineer and approved by the board, and then we went out to bid with this. These are the seven companies that we bid this through, and this is the end result. This was the cheapest or the second for cheapest, or we selected them based on their ability to complete it in a certain time period at a certain price. That is really the only way to address the understandable concerns for everyone, co-op owners as well as condo owners, when they're assessed with these larger and larger assessments to cover capital projects because unlike for many years, there is no free cheese. There's no easy way to to somehow swallow this. I haven't heard that, free cheese. I like that, (laughs) Uh, Peter. Stepping back, do you feel there are certain steps, like just let's just say along the way, you find, okay, we have these projects we have to do. This is what it's going to take to get the money, the assessment. Is there a step-by-step procedure that you recommend to boards? At what point... Do you inform shareholders, and how do you do that? How do you prevent people from getting up in arms, or can you? But what's key is how you respond to that. Is there sort of a step-by-step guide that that you would advise for us to follow? What I find really works well, and I think it also represents the good work of the board and management companies at the annual meeting to spend some time on the look forward as far as both required capital projects like the FISP or Local Law 97, as well as things that you just think would be a good idea based on aesthetics or just based on the age of it, expectation of the life of it. And then you can lay out for people, not you haven't bid these projects out, but you said, okay, this is what has to be done. This is what we really want to achieve in the next year, in the next two or three years. And then in that conversation, you can say, we're going to have an engineer, you can lay out the process and also lay out the process of a bid balance report. And at that point, I think it's a really good idea to say, let's have a Zoom call or a meeting of some sort. Once we get the bids in, we're going to let everybody know what the price is and how that was determined so you know what to expect. And especially now where we're refinancing and assuming more debt is probably unlikely based on the current interest rate environment. So you can prepare your own. We're not going to at that point be able to give you a specific date. Being adults, we'll at that point be able to start to prepare your own finances and knowing that something in the range of, I don't know, 10 to whatever it might be, is going to take place in the next 12 to 18 months. And then when it happens, they can complain and say, listen, do you have any questions about this? Do you not agree? Do you not think this is required? Do you want our engineer to speak about it? They're here at the meeting. They can make a presentation about the FISP process or the manager can do that. And then it's really, it heads off the more emotional 
responses that some people say, why didn't you tell us, which is the hardest thing to defend. If you have the ability to tell people ahead of time, why not? And how detailed should you be? You talked earlier about transparency, which would be, for example, this is the work, this is the bidding process. And as, let's say, that's all done and the project begins, how informed should you keep people along the way? And again, along the way, how detailed, can you not get too detailed about the numbers? More is better? I think some people don't really understand the numbers, and that's not based on just my general experience. So I think break it down to small pieces as possible. If everybody started in this business not really understanding these projects or the costs or the bid balances or how what they function as, it's pretty vanilla. And today's bid balance reports done by a quality engineer are pretty are broken down with unit cost pricing to the to very small amounts. So I don't really see a downside to producing it. The only thing would be. I wouldn't want to send it out because if somehow the scope changes and someone said, you said you were going to do this and then you didn't do that, I think you have to be careful with disseminating information that's not a final project because that obviously just based on the definition of not finalized could change. If someone said, oh, I made this determination of what I was going to do based on the scope that you told me was what's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. So I think you have to be careful with how you present it, and I would be careful about actually providing certain information to people as, as far as in their hand. But that's something that I would say you consult with the building attorney to make sure that everybody feels comfortable with what, whatever the information is. But boy, I think, and I'm on my board, and I've been a member of a co-op for 20-something years, I think it's always better to have the information. And I think when people do have the information, I think they're much calmer about it than if they think something's been sprung on them and it's a knee-jerk reaction. How about a board does everything right, and there are always the grumpy people, there are always the complainers, and like I said, you've done everything right and you still have a shareholder or a group of shareholders that are causing trouble. Is there anything else yeah. you can do? What do you do in that situation? I think the only thing you can really do with troubled, unhappy shareholders in that regard is to maintain the communication. Say, tell me what questions you have, and we will try. If not at this meeting right now, if they're not, because we've sent out this agenda, we've given you time to ask us questions so we can give them your response right now. But if you have additional questions, Let's set up another time frame, and we can follow up on them with you. And if not, everybody's not so interested, then you don't have to attend the Zoom call. But I think it's shutting people down. And I know that there are some people that you're just never going to, whatever you say is never really going to resolve whatever their issue is because probably what they're saying isn't their real issue. So they might be they can't afford it or they don't like the person who's providing the information or Whoever knows, the unintended flight took place five years ago. Whatever the issue is, you might not be able to get to it. So you're really speaking to most of the people who are reasonable. The vast majority of the same people elected everybody in that room to be on that board and to be the management company and to be the engineer and try to keep it as much to the information as possible. And to that exact point, if you don't provide facts, then people who are disgruntled will create their own narrative and facts anyway. So they'll just fill the vacuum with something that maybe or may not even pertain to this building. Maybe it's an article from 10 years ago from Habitat. Who knows? But it's something that, for whatever reason, doesn't fit the situation or they're not necessarily interpreting it correctly. So I think it really makes a lot of sense to spend the time. And I know people, it is more time, but I think it's well spent and get out in front of these kind of large capital projects 
and tell people what the plan is for 12, 18, 24 months, at, and so they can plan accordingly. And I think it's much harder for people also to refinance their own loans. There was times when people could, if they couldn't, if the building was going to assess, you could refinance your own mortgage, and that was a way to take equity out. But I think those days are, are probably over for a while also. So it's really going to be a cash-on-cash cash kind of situation. And there's no doubt some people will be upset for very legitimate reasons because it is hard to afford. And that's a legitimate concern. So there's a little bit of psychological understanding, but also obviously compassion. No, of course. There will be people, and we see this all the time, especially we see buildings, and thankfully not buildings that we have managed for a long period of time, but we'll take over a building and they have a very large underlying mortgage. And you realize that when this underlying mortgage it comes to its maturity, there is going there's going to be some pain in refinancing this, even without a capital project. Peter, any final words of advice here? And by the way, this has all been, I think, really useful information for boards. Final advice, I think, for everyone on both sides, whether you're on the board or just a shareholder with concerns, is that emotion is really the enemy of a good business practice. And whether you are upset with the board or you're on the board, everybody's staying calm and looking at the actual issue at hand and understanding what the financials of it are, what the requirements are, and by all means challenge it or by all means make sure that it moves forward, whatever you think has to happen or whatever your professionals tell you have to happen. But yelling at someone or making making a personal attack on someone Especially now when we're going to go through some challenging times, I think, with co-op and condo management, I think that's a really bad play. Great. Peter, this has all been really informative. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Paula. Have a good one. 